Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the land of crowdfunding? I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency, and your host of this amazing, amazing podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. Uh, what we do here is on, on this podcast is we like to talk to project creators, you know, while they're in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo campaign, or their campaign is just finished up. But we like to give you the most up-to-date information on what you need to be successful in the campaigns that you're working on, right? So, you know, we don't want to learn what happened in, you know, 2016. We need to know what's happening now, what, what you're doing right now to be successfully funded. So, so with that said, we've got an amazing, amazing campaign coming up here that we're going to be talking to. Uh, we're going to be talking about windshield wipers uh, with the project creator, Casey uh, Cutstill from, um, Cutstill, excuse me, I think I said it, I pronounced it incorrectly, from the, uh, from the company Sketch. And, you know, this is one of my clients. So I know a whole bunch of stuff that's going on with the campaign. Um, but it was really interesting, even for myself, to get a lot of the backstory of, 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 of how Casey got to this point. So if you want to skip forward, keep hitting that, uh, you know, that 15 second, you know, keep going forward, 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 right? Get to the, get to the meat of this. Or you can hang out for the next 10 minutes and listen to me kind of rant a little bit about what's going on over here. Uh, over here at One Wins Away, over here at Woodshed Agency, all this stuff going on in our world. So today, it's Monday morning, and it's first day of school in this new whatever school world that we are in right now. And I got to tell you, if I sound a little on edge, it's because I'm on edge because it started out as exactly how I had anticipated, a little rough, right? Um, and I definitely had a moment where I was um, just sitting there um, watch, you know, I'm sitting at our kitchen table, my wife's to the right of me, my son's on his computer. And then at my desk, my daughter's on her computer. And then again, they're going to be flip flopping. And all they had today was just, they're just getting on Google meet. It's all meeting stuff, but like, you know, I'm watching my daughter get distracted in her 30 minutes, you know, where she's all of a sudden playing with something. I got my son eating the cord. And then my wife next to me is attempting to do payroll this morning and ends up doing payroll out of our personal accounts, you know? And I'm just like, and here it is guys. It's a, <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the meat of any of this stuff and we got a cluster. Bleep. Uh, so I'm at the office right now. I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you guys. I'm putting in this intro. And I'm, I'm trying not to have the feeling of just like, you know, one, just stop doing anything and start again tomorrow. Like, cause that's like the feeling I have right now, because here's the other thing too is I got a lot of stuff not working. I've got a client who is like, I thought we were only going to spend the $1,500 on our Kickstarter campaign. What I think I've, I see we've already spent 1900 on pre-launch, you know, ridiculousness where I'm like, what are you talking about? We, we literally just talked, uh, you know, a month ago around, you know, we spent 20% of our camp. If, if you want to raise a hundred grand, I'm spending 20 grand. How, how are you emailing me on a Monday morning saying, Jeff, we spent 1900 bucks and what, you know, you know, so I've got that going on. Um, nothing's working. All of our tech's a little glitchy. We're in that like, and, and this happens. I talk about it. If you go back to my episodes, you hear me talk about this. I tell you what, it's like every 60 days or so we have tech issues where internet's a little buggy. 
but PayPal is kind of working. Like, um, you know, I've got, I, I just load up an app and that's not working. Then this person didn't give me administrator rights or social media is a little buggy. And, you know, I, uh, you know, just shit happening. It feels like, you know, so it's just like awesome. And that's, it's, and like, I say all that because it feels like one of those days where I'm like, I think I'm just going to do this intro and I'm going to go home and I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to hang out, you know, not stress about it because there's nothing I can do about it. It's all out of my hands. It's bigger than me, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty nervous about this schooling thing. It's hard for me not to be like, you know what? Screw all this, whatever this online school, schooling world is. And we're just going to have, we're going to figure it out. We're going to have fun. We're going to, we're going to do education with whatever education means in terms of like, we're going to learn stuff. We're going to have fun. I don't know. I just don't see it on zoom, man. I don't see it. And I'm obviously a major tech guy. But I also, because I am a tech guy, I know the limitations of this. And when I see, look over and I see my daughter who is seven and she's in a Google meet with, you know, 30 other seven-year-olds. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> that's just, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, if I'm wrong, I'll come on this podcast and say, you know what, guys, I was completely wrong. I'm completely wrong. Uh, it was perfect. I think all education should be this way. If I'm a betting man, I think it's, I think it's what I'm saying uh, on the front end of this. So with all that said, that's, that is like the energy this morning. Wife is on edge. Kids are just being like kids, you know, and, I'm, and, and tech is being glitchy. So it's perfect, 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 perfect morning. I also mind you too, I try to make a video um, for all my clients and just being like, Hey guys, just want to give you guys a heads up. You know, we got, got, we got to get this new routine going. There's a lot going on here. Recorded this three minute video. And you know what? Didn't have the mic on, didn't have the mic on. So like that happened like 10 minutes ago. Right. So it just tells you that like, this is what it is. It's chaos. So what else is going on? Oh, one other big thing. I washed my AirPods last night. Um, yep. So they were in my jean pocket and threw the jeans in the, in the washer and, um, which is great. Right. And then washed, washed my AirPods and they're the AirPods pro. And then from that point forward, I went and I'm looking, I'm holding them right now in my hand, by the way, that so you can hear that. see that. And I, um, so I freaked out, went and tried to stop the washer, pull, you know, they were in the spin cycle, pull them out and you know, they're, yeah, they're wet. Right. So then I start Googling and I'm like, no, no, AirPods are like waterproof. They're supposed, you can get them wet. They can go in the washer, they, uh, supposedly, according to YouTube. And then there's this thing you do to like get the air out or to, to like fix it and all this stuff. And yeah, I did all that stuff. But um, yeah, they're still, still not working. And my right one sounds like, uh, you know, there's like an ocean going on. So I got that going on. Um, uh, so I'm probably have to go buy a new pair of AirPod Pros, which you know, let's just spend another couple hundred bucks, right? Just spend a couple another hundred bucks and, and go get that. So it's just not gonna lie, man. The last 24 hours have been a little, little crazy, a little crazy. So I had that going on. Let's also talk about yeah, so yeah, washing my AirPods. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go through the whole weekend here. Let me tell you about Saturday. Now I'm gonna say this. It's all, it's all in love. We have a buddy recently divorced. He's got young kids and uh, his son and my son are really good friends. And they had it. So we had a birthday party on, on Saturday night to go to. Um, and this was just for the boys. And so, and it was a camping 
camping trip. Now, Wenzel's don't camp. We don't stay outside. We are hotel. We love the hotel, right? That's our vibe. Um, you know, we like the hotel, the pool, the breakfast in the morning, all that sort of stuff. So we're not that big in the old, um, uh, in the old camping. So I get out of the camping. I'm like, listen, I just, you know, oh, and by the, I have to work at church at like, you know, I have to be up by like six in the morning to get to church by seven. So, so I'm like, I, I don't think we're going to be doing the old, uh, the old camping, but we will come to the party and stuff. So roll into the party, six o'clock. It's when it's supposed to start. It's supposed to have pizza, cake, it's your typical birthday party. That's all it is. That's all we're talking about here. Three, three, three families total. Birthday host, one other family and us. It's not a big party. So, you know, I eat lunch about 1230 on Saturdays and then I have to go work and I don't get home until about six and I didn't eat anything because I'm like, well, we're going to go over and we're going to have some pizza right away. It's probably six, 630. Kids have their party and then we'll do some stuff. Get over there. Kids start playing. And there's no food. There's no food out. There's no snacks. There's no drinks out anywhere. There's just nothing. And on top of that, there's also no chairs. So this is as bachelor party of a birthday party I've ever been a part of in terms of a child, right? So this is newly divorced dad. I'm, uh, you know, clearly he's not a party planner. And I'm like, man, there's like no place. Literally, I say this, no place to sit, no patio furniture. We're trying to be outside. Um, there's just nothing. So I Hank held it. Uh, King of the Hill. If you ever seen King of the Hill, I stood in this guy's driveway until 7:45. Still no food, and I'm like, I'm, I'm starving. And then I start thinking, man, Atticus hasn't eaten either, right? My son hasn't eaten, so I'm like, I gotta go and like, I gotta. How am I gonna get him some food? I gotta get. I, I know he's gonna be coming into me starving here in a minute. So, you know, it's about I don't even know, like quarter to eight or so. And all of a sudden, my buddy's like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and order order some pizzas. I'm like. Oh no, it's Saturday night. You haven't even ordered them. It's like, oh my, I was like, oh my God. So I wait out, I wait that out. It feels like pizza rolls in. I don't even know. Maybe pizza rolls in at like 8.15 or something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm starving. You know, so I just scarf down a couple pieces. And then, and then, oh, oh yeah, by the way, here's a bag full of, of little chips, like the little, little, little kid chips, you know, like, oh, so there was some stuff. They're just in the garage that nobody could get to. So those come out um, like cool. Uh, then there's like, oh yeah, there's a little juice. There's a little, little um, uh, cooler down here with like eight juice boxes in it or something. I'm like, I don't want a juice box, man. <laughs> Why are we not having a beer sitting around a campfire, man? What, what's going on here? Like, that's what I thought. Like, so I end up going home for an hour just decompressing because I was like, man, what is going on here? Right. Coming back. I was there until like 11 o'clock, brought Addie home, rode her bikes home in the dark, which that was kind of cool riding our bikes in the dark. But, um, I got to tell you, man, you, you really put a lot of, when you see that, you, I kept thinking, I was like, it's nice having the old wife who makes sure that these parties are, you know, always tip top. Everybody's taken care of. And then also I was just like, I'm a pretty good party planner. I throw pretty good parties, right? So you just know that like, man, that is a skill set that not everybody has. And I, I definitely stood back and was like, I'm really glad I have this skill set that I, when people come over, they're taken care of. I'm thinking about them, right? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, hey, you got a cool place to sit. I, I got your favorite drink, you know, those types of things. I'm really glad I have that skill set or I have that, whatever it is, I have it. And don't take it for granted if you have it. I'm telling you that because the opposite side of it is like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's no food. I don't know. It's weird. That was, that was Saturday night. Sunday, I had to do the old work thing. So I barely slept yesterday. I was 
but I did get to go play some disc golf, which I, I felt like, man, yesterday I had this scenario. Where I was like, this was, this was like, um, everybody kind of got it. Like it wasn't goofing around a lot. Like we brought our, our, our kids and whatnot. So it was like one of those things. So I was like, I was really giddy about the disc golf. I was like, felt like we actually went and it was, it was like everybody was there for to, to play and have a good time. It was a fun one. That was a fun one last night. So I'm glad I got to do that. But yeah, this morning has already been bonkers, man. Already been bonkers. Whew. Yep. 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 All right. So with all that said, let's get let's let it get a get a little bit of our housekeeping in order here. So if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign, before you hit that launch button, make sure you go over to woodshed.agency right now. There's a ton of valuable information. Read our blog, podcast episodes. Subscribe here. That's one thing, you know. Pick a 20-minute call with me, right? Just go jump on, grab a 20-minute call. I'll just walk through. Nothing to do with salesy, none of that stuff. Just like, here's things to be thinking about. Look at this, look at this, look at this, right? All that sort of stuff. So a lot of valuable information there. Um, If that's not your bag, subscribe to the podcast. And if you don't want to hear it from me, listen to the project creators. They're going to tell you the same thing I am. I'm shouting that out right now. So, Subscribe. I mean, and when you're going to subscribe, don't just hit the button. Smash that button. Smash it. Subscribe to us. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody you know that hey, you got to be uh, you got to be in here. Um, this I will tell you. This um, the episodes are going to be getting get a little bit more sparse. We're figuring out a, a little bit of a new thing behind the scenes here in terms of, of of getting guests on and whatnot. So I only have one episode this week. So this is the only one this week. So I know I'm sorry, everybody who wants two a week. We don't have one for Thursday. Um, I get actually, I, I thought I would, my two guests on Friday, one of them canceled on me, which I don't understand that. I don't get the, it doesn't cost you to be on my podcast. So like, I'm like, come on. Right. You, and then I give them a calendar link where they pick the time and then they don't show for it. I don't get that. Like what? I'm trying to do you a favor, man. But yeah. So got that. That happened too. That was, that was like, maybe that was actually the tip of, of the spear was that the people canceling on me. So, all right, with all that said, let's go ahead and talk about windshield wipers. This campaign is currently still active. We're just under a hundred thousand for um, this really cool uh, uh, windshield wiper campaign uh, called sketch um, and go check it out right now. Go jump in, become a backer and uh, support the campaign. All right, guys, here's my conversation with Casey from sketch. kicks in and everybody gets really nervous and a lot of people quit so if you want to quit i, I don't mind I, don't, I, I really don't mind or we can fight through it and do a quick podcast episode so before we jump in um why don't you tell my listeners what you had for breakfast this morning um coffee just some coffee huh? anything fancy in yeah. that coffee or is it just black or you got a little cream in there what are you putting in there a uh, little bit of cream um no sugar yeah try okay. to do uh intermittent fasting for the most part. So yeah, just, just as close to black as I can get, but usually can't handle straight black. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will have to go back to the, I mean, I think you're like episode 210 or whatever it is. The amount of people who are fasting on the breakfast question is pretty amazing. Like it's definitely yeah. something that I didn't expect. Um, I would have to say at least three out of four people are always like, yeah, no, I'm fasting a little bit. So I just had a little bit of coffee. It's pretty shocking to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I have found it to be a really easy way to, to control weight. Um, 
I can, I don't really do this, but I could just about eat anything I want the rest of the day if I do intermittent fasting. Sure. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I have an, a, an app that tells me I should be doing it and I don't follow it very well, but it says, hey, stop eating. So, yeah, so, you, know, what I, you know, I don't listen to the app. I, I bought it to say I was going to listen to it, but I don't actually listen to it. So, well, I think, why don't we go ahead and talk about why we're actually talking and not breakfast foods and intermittent fasting. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell my listeners um, what you're currently raising money for over on Kickstarter. Yep. So my name is Casey Cutsell and uh, my company is Skedge. Our, our website is onskedge.com. Uh, so we have... Uh, kind of redesigned a wiper blade for your vehicle that allows you to just replace the uh, squeegee parts of the wiper blade. So the whole frame is plastic, steel, um, a combination of those, and then the the rubber squeegee or sometimes a silicone squeegee. And uh, yeah, the the frames really don't wear out. They they last a really long time, but nobody ever gets the chance to see the durability of the frame because wipers are designed to replace the whole thing um just kind of the way it is refills actually used to be a thing some decades ago mm-hmm. 15 years plus um that was kind of the common thing uh, and it kind of disappeared with the uh, more modern wiper blade designs and they you know i want to call them greedy brands and manufacturers just uh, took the opportunity to not make it refillable whenever that technology did exist yeah, that's interesting. So where was sort of the start of this idea? Like what was the, you know, what's the the, the sketch on the napkin that goes, you know what, I should, I should get back into the, I should get in the windshield wiper business. Like where was that? So I've been selling auto parts for about 17 years online. Um, so not, not a new, not new to this game. Um, but I would say it was probably five or six years ago around the explosion of Dollar Shave Club. Uh, they were kind of the inspiration, and I saw their success and what they were valued at, and thought, "Man, I need a subscription component of my business." And what kind of products do I have that a subscription would address a an issue with a customer? And immediately, wiper blades came to mind. Um, it was not the initial thought to redesign wipers and make them refillable. That came uh, much later. Um, so initially, it was just going to be a subscription. So wipers, um, you know, that was okay. Would have addressed the problem, but probably not a lot of people would have gone for that. Sure. And uh, yeah, so over time, as the business started to come together, um, you know, I started learning more about wiper origins and and designs, and realized, hey, refills could be a really nice component. And so yeah, that that kind of was the start and journey of where we are now. That's cool. Now, what has to happen in that design portion of it? I mean, it feels like that's a pretty big step or there's at least a lot of roadmaps to know, like, all right, this is where we are right now. But what do you have to start doing in terms of design to to fit this idea? So we got a, a little bit lucky. Um, we didn't actually have this this design. We, because I've been in automotive for so long, we have manufacturer connections um, going way back and know a lot of different manufacturers. And, and so it's just basically reaching out to those and saying, Hey, this is an idea we have. What do you have that, you know, could support this? And mm-hmm. we kind of stumbled across one of them that said, yeah, we, we have something very close to that now. And we ended up not having to redesign that much on it to, to uh, fit our, our program. Mm-hmm. 
So that, that was a, a little bit fortunate um, that, that that's not everybody's case. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So as you were kind of going through it, um, did you, did you at least have some inkling in your mind that that would be an option, that there would be a manufacturer out there that you could sort of, I guess, have a partnership with or, or, or kind of work with, or, I mean, or in that first step where you were like, man, you know, we got to go through the whole design factor. We got to go to China or whatever we got to do, right. Whatever the scenarios are. I mean, did you have an inkling at all a little bit in your mind? So because the, the concept was not, new per se uh, even though the new frames didn't have never really been done that often um you know we were, we were kind of hopeful but uh it was honestly we went through several um manufacturers that we talked to they didn't have anything um we said we're willing to pay for the redesigns because we know it's going to be you know just making some adjustments on some of your molds and tooling that you already have um some just didn't want to do it or Others were willing to talk to us and then, you know, you know, it's going to be additional expense to that. So, sure. uh, you know, we just kept looking and kind of working through it. It was a five-year process and then um, found one that, you know, like I said, we got kind of lucky. They, they had it and were, when we were first talking to the manufacturer, the, uh, or the sales guy for it, he says, our owner of the company is going to love this because he thinks everybody should be refilling wipers. <laughs> um, he, old guy who's been in the you know game for a really long time who, sure. who knew about this back in the day. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that was kind of a match made in heaven. That's cool. So you mentioned that this is about a five year period from where we are now. Sorry, I have lost audio. Oh, it might've, ch- uh, yeah, your audio changed a little bit too. So you might've, uh, flipped over to, uh, Bluetooth or something okay. in your car. Yeah. Okay. I can hear you now. There you go. Let's yeah. do it again. So, yeah, so I was just wondering around. Um, uh, so, are we saying this was a five-year period from where you were, what you were just talking about to where we are today? Five years from concept, I would say we've probably been in, you know, committed to this refill design for about the last two. Um, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the journey. So, w- what's been the thing that's been keeping you up at night through that two year period? Like, what was the thing that you're like, man, we got to get this right, or this has to happen. What, what was there? Was there something that you just had to really, really kind of work through on, on the product design aspect or just, I think all, all of it. Yeah. Just all of it in general. Yeah. I think it was, it was probably juggling, you know, our customers going to receive this idea because, mm-hmm. You know, where the automotive industry is is very old and fairly undisrupted. Um, it's it's very heavy into retail, um, e-commerce, or or um, installer type shops. Uh, so, you know, trying to first of all, are people going to be willing to work on their own cars? Sure. You know, for maybe you, me, that that's you know a no-brainer. But well, what about? you know, half the population is, is female. Like how many of those people are going to be interested in trying to do that? Um, and then, you know, from there, you know, it maybe gets into different segments of audiences. So, so yeah, will will people actually be willing to work on their own cars, even if we make it really simple? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think now we have it, um, you know, fairly easy and affordable and, you know, eco-friendly. There's a lot of good aspects and, and yeah, the redesign, I think, really opened it up to a much broader audience. Sure, sure. So now, 
at any point in this period of time, are you doing any sort of market research or, or like a, you know, buyer personas or anything along those lines to, to kind of prove that you're on the right track so that you don't, you know, you don't get the cart too far out in front of the horse. Was there anything that you were doing behind the scenes? Cause I always think that's important for project creators to at least have an understanding of like, you know, that we, this is who we think our audience is. Were you doing anything like, anything like that? Right. So because we were already in automotive and selling other brands of wipers in, in one of my other companies, we, we kind of had some idea of who was buying wipers right now online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was about all that we had, um, marketplace data, things like that. Um, but yeah, so bef- prior to Kickstarter, you know, within the first couple of months, we started doing, you know, marketing and, you know, trying to understand what our audience is and, try different messages and see what worked. But um, yeah, we, we, we didn't, because this is a product that fits on all vehicles and there's 270 million vehicles, <laughs> there's three, 330 million people. Like most of the country drives a car. Like this is going to have potentially very wide applications. So mm-hmm. just a matter of, uh, we felt like getting the right message to the right people and getting it seen, not so much will people, you know, like the product. They're going to have to buy it at some point. So right. maybe it'll be hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know, so where does, in your mind, in this, maybe in this two-year period, does crowdfunding even start to kind of fit into it? Like, where, where are you at least thinking, like, you know what, we should try a Kickstarter campaign or Indiegogo or any of that sort of stuff? Where, where did that come, start to come in? Yeah, so... I would say it, it probably started with what I wanted for the company mm-hmm. and that was going to be something really different than any of my other companies. And this was going to, so this company is one that we want to scale very just as many people involved in this as we possibly can. So it's, it's gotta be a, it was like kind of be a speed to market thing. And we also, you know, manufacturers have, oftentimes really large opening orders, six figures plus, that's going to be the case here. And so we, you know, it was kind of twofold. We wanted to prove the concept um, and we wanted to kind of use Kickstarter for that. And um, also we felt like it was going to be a checkbox um, on our you know, path to, to what we want for a whole company. Say, so, hey, we you know, got this you know, good Kickstarter launch. Um, you know, maybe we're talking to investors or something like that mm-hmm. in the future. Um, so yeah, kind of two reasons we wanted to do Kickstarter. Gotcha. And what, now, now that you kind of make a decision that, Hey, we want to go this route, what started happening behind the scenes to get ready for it? You know, again, thinking about a project creator who's just starting to think about this, what did you guys start to do to get ready, um, for a campaign? So again, a little fortunate in that I have, you know, other businesses and employees. Um, so it was really just a matter of, uh, allocating some of their time to the same things that a normal operating business has, you know, a site, getting that up and going, um, getting marketing content ready, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's not always the case, especially I would say most people with Kickstarter are probably doing it, you know, maybe first time or a couple of times don't have my type of in- infrastructure. So, um, you know, for us, it was uh, just kind of doing what we already were doing for, for some of our other companies. Gotcha. You know, so, so this may be, you may be like the perfect person to ask, how did you manage time for yourself then with other company, you know, other 
parts of your business currently up and running staff, all that sort of stuff to say, Hey, I'm going to spend some time over here on this widget. Um, you know, I think that's challenging. I mean, I know for myself, like, well, you know, we, we, we have all kinds of little ideas and it's always like, I always have somebody being like, Hey, easy. You got this other thing you're working on. How did you manage that sort of mindset and time and just making sure that you're giving enough attention to everything? Yeah. So we did bring on a little extra help a few months before the campaign to Mm -hmm. uh, accommodate for what this new workload was going to be. And so it was, it was a matter of, you know, communicating that to the team, you know, we now are adding this, we're going to treat it like a, up and running business, even though it's a Kickstarter, there's a lot to learn. Um, and so everybody was kind of preparing their, their time for that. Um, besides that I did do a, I think a poor job at, um, making sure I had enough time for Kickstarter. I, I underestimated how much work it was going to be. And, uh, so I was, you know, working overtime and <laughs> too, too much and got too stressed out there for a while. So that was a lesson learned. That's cool. Well, let's flip over. I mean, we've, we've kind of, you know, hinted, hinted around at the Kickstarter, but we haven't actually talked about it. So while we're talking right now, you've got about 17 days to go, uh, almost up to 1300 backers, $95,000 uh, on the, on the campaign so far with a you know, healthy amount of days to go still. What has been maybe the most surprising thing in this campaign for you to this point? I think, I think there's been good and bad. So which would mm-hmm. you like first? I'll take, I'll take either. Let's start with good. Actually, you know what? Let's start with good. Let's make people feel, yeah, I can do this right. myself. <laughs> so start with the good. Um, so for, for us, it was, um, I, w- I would say the number of people that um, were willing to support specific rewards. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, let me just go into that a little further. What I mean is we have, you know, a couple different products that we're actually promoting two different styles of wiper. And then we created these um, subscriptions uh, that were, are going to be lifetime subscription options. Mm-hmm. So a very pleasant surprise is how many people jumped on those lifetime subscriptions. Um, we knew they were really good deals, but, you know, people were going to be spending, you know, at least 40, um, but as much as maybe $100 on some of these lifetime subscriptions, depending on what they were buying and when they were purchasing on Kickstarter. So um, still to this day, even though prices have gone up over time, um, the lifetime subscription options has been a a really the the number one seller. So I don't know um, if we would have stumbled kind of across that same information or I don't know that we would have known that had we not used Kickstarter um, sure. and maybe tested that out because it's kind of best practice to have, you know, different reward tiers. Some maybe even if you don't think they're going to work, make maybe they're too expensive. Like mm-hmm. that was our case. We added our most expensive one kind of like 48 hours before we launched and right. it sold like 80% <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out yeah. of our total selection. So, uh, right. so yeah, I think that was a really good surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, let's flip over. Let's go to the bad side of it. You know, there's, there's always a little bit here in these Kickstarters. So how about, how about on your end? So, uh, yeah, for us, um, because the product, uh, at least today is purchased on an as needed basis. That's kind of how people take care of wiper blades, maybe their car in general. Um, getting people to purchase a need based product months in advance before you need it is, uh, was a big headwind. Um, 
So, so we had several like that. I think, I don't think it was necessarily um, due to the Kickstarter platform. That's probably more specific to us. Many, you know, new, new designs, new technologies are, you know, people are willing to wait for it. Uh, But this, Mm -hmm. even if somebody backed us, they may need wipers now. They might have to go out and (laughs) buy a set right now until ours can come in. So, so that, that was uh, a little bit of a, a headwind that we, we really felt, um, uh, and, you know, again, my experiences, other businesses, this is my first Kickstarter. So, um, I was, I probably had too high of expectations of mm-hmm. what our, our Kickstarter could be. And, uh, you know, that, that's just on me though. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's interesting because you're mentioning this sort of like, even though when you're getting into it, this, that issue you're describing in this Kickstarter is probably something you're going to have to face if you're doing any sort of subscription model for this type of product, right? So like you have to change, you're you're changing my mindset. I buy the winch wipers when I hear the squeak, right? Squeak. So like I have to be, my mindset has to be changed and that's not going to be just seeing one Facebook ad or one email. Like I've got to, you've got to change my whole mindset. And actually, and I think you just hit on it too, even for like a guy like me, I only know where the gas goes in my car. I'm that guy, right? I just know where the gas goes and I'm, I'm, I'm my way. Um, I don't think of that for anything in my car. Oh, the brakes are squealing. I better go get brakes. You know, the light came on, get the oil changed. So there isn't, I'm not a maintenance guy. So you almost have to think like you're, you're, you're really looking for a person that thinks that way. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, and and that's probably going to be in your marketing messages from this point forward post Kickstarter campaign, because the lesson you've learned in 30 days, right. Um, Is that something that you're thinking about right now? Like, Oh, we're going to have to really apply this in this model. Yeah. Big time. Um, I think that's something that has been very apparent um, that this is not going to be as easy of a sale as, as we had hoped. Like, you know, if somebody really looks at the product has an hour long conversation with me, I feel like, you know, by the end they're like, yeah, this is a no brainer. I'm absolutely doing this. It's, it's, it's too good not to. However, you can't spend an hour with every customer. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. Um, yeah, the low hanging fruit are, are individuals already doing maintenance and they, they see this, this is going to help me save me time, especially save me money. Um, but yeah, everybody else is, there's a lot of cars, but not many people think that way. So right, changing, right. changing mindset is, is a tough road to hoe. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, do you think, you know, knowing that this campaign was United States, Canada only, do you think that there's potentially other countries that might have a different mindset? at all? Or do you think that this is a general, this is the world vibe? What, do you have any thoughts on that? I would say, hmm, I, I don't really know. So this is purely speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not a huge history buff, but I feel like, uh, you know, there's not too many countries that vehicles have, you know, really decades or, or maybe a hundred years now rooted in, in vehicles. Um, probably just, just a few, even like China, for example, they've, right. they've got a huge population, but cars and the infrastructure over there are just not not the same as it is here. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know. I do know that vehicles made for the U.S. or Canada can be very different, even mm-hmm. if it's the same manufacturer. Like I'm sitting in a Toyota now. The one here might have a different part on it in another country. It, sure. That's very much the case. So we, we were not able to do a global launch um, for us, expanding automotive into a, another country is almost as challenging as as launching a new platform or a whole new mm-hmm. product. It is a big undertaking. 
Sure. Sure. I can, I can imagine, uh, man. Yeah. That would be a big one. I would imagine parts or just, you know, part numbers, shipping, handling, data. just all kinds of data. Yeah. Tons so, of data. It's, it's, it's a hard category and that's why I think, it's, you know, not disrupted why, why the retailers and the big players dominate and there's not a lot of, little guys you know there's a lot of small businesses and performance and really small niches that Mm -hmm. that people just are super into really passionate about but just routine car maintenance like who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you know, I I will say the other thing too, that kind of, uh, you know, has crossed my mind over the last few weeks as I'm thinking about, you know, uh, us working together and just, Oh, full, I, maybe I didn't do a full, full disclosure. I'm working on this campaign. Right. So like I've been thinking about two in terms of like, I think I've drove my car seven times since the pandemic. Like I, I ride my bike to work. Uh, My kids, when they were going to school, I could walk there, our grocery store. I haven't, I don't drive anywhere anymore. Like I just don't drive. So like, I also wonder too, in this, like, man, if the, you know, the, get past this pandemic and we all get back in our cars and go places, I will start thinking about maintenance uh, potentially even more too. So like, I got to imagine that that's happening to other people too. Like I've got two cars sitting that we haven't, we just don't drive anywhere anymore. Like we're yeah. done, you know? Yep. That, that's been another headwind. And, you know, like two months prior to our launch, I think the there there was a, a period where COVID wasn't growing, and so we're like, okay, we're gonna people are driving again. We're we're kind of off lockdown. We're we're gonna be able to have a good launch, and then as we got closer and closer, you know, it's continuing to escalate. And so that was another headwind. You know, people are they gonna want to spend money on something there? <laughs> not even using right now. <laughs> right. No, it's, I think, we, I think I told you and I've probably told my listeners too, we had a bag that we launched right around like, you know, right when COVID was like, okay, everybody's going to start traveling again. So all of our marketing messages was like, get out and do this. And like day five of our campaign was like, nobody leave. We're locking it back yeah. down. It's like, God bless it. What, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's going against everything we're pushing out right now. So that's cool. Um, well, awesome. So, you know, so, you know, after 17 days and the money drops, what starts happening for you to, get, you know, get product into people's hands that have pre-ordered? What, what starts happening in your guys' world? Um, so at, at this point, like what we're working on? Yeah. So like what happens, you know, to get the, you know, what has to happen to manufacturing, shipping and handling, what, what starts to happen for you to get um, winch wipers into people's hands post-campaign? Yeah. So yeah, we are in the process of placing our, our order now. Um, we wanted to wait until you know, about halfway through the campaign uh, to, you know, see, you know, what the first few days we're going to do, but ultimately what's our sustained interest. Now we have a pretty good idea of where things will close uh, mm-hmm. for the, the Kickstarter. And um, yeah, so we're, we're placing our orders now. The, you know, we, we had all the designs, you know, ready, ready to go for the most part. Um, we're also manufactured in the USA. So our lead time, um, I think we're telling people between four and six months, depending on which products they order. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not always the case. Sometimes Kickstarters have to go out and find um, the, the manufacturer to do their design or it may, maybe some years. But um, so we're, we're kind of ahead of the game in that department. And um, yeah, so placing the orders, um, getting packaging ready. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, so we're also going to have to have everybody registered their vehicle on our website um, because we need to know specifically what what vehicle you have to get you the right adapter for your your vehicle the right sizes mm. um, so there is going to be 
a fair amount of work on our side and for, for the customers to, to come and register um, so we get all that coordinated for December shipping. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, one of the things I think that you, that you, that you guys did well in this um, is sort of balancing out the product to the environmental aspect, right? So you didn't bury the product by saying this is just going to save the world, right? How did you guys sort of have that conversation? Because it's one of the things that I see as a big red flag on a lot of campaigns right now is, you know, they've got this environmental narrative and it's just, that's all they talk about. You know, we're saving the world with plastics or, you know, or whatever it is, right? Without using it. Um, how did you guys sort of think about that balance as you're kind of thinking about the product, the campaign, the messaging, that sort of stuff? Yeah. So the good news is our product did have multiple selling features, that being one. And um, yeah, it, it was a, it, we, we knew that it would be a, a selling feature, but it, I think that was kind of another pleasant surprise that um, that was one of the features that really attracted a lot of people. Um, yeah. I think a lot of companies maybe get into some trouble with, with that. You know, if, if that's your whole theme of your, product company campaign, you're, you're, you can have some success within the other, uh, you know, diehards for, for that, but it really limits you to, you know, potentially expand because, you know, frankly, it's not a good thing, but, but most people are just not that, that conscious. Right. Um, I will say that I, I was probably one of those and developing this product and opening my eyes to the world of plastics and, uh, the people that are, you know, more diehard has has definitely changed my sure. view of that. Um, so we're trying to do more more things like that. But uh, yeah, it, it needs to be a balance, and you don't want to you know pigeonhole yourself into this one one theme. Uh, I think I think you want to have multiple. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think, and I think you guys did a good job of striking that balance between it. So, so what happens then? Like, what's the year plan? What's the roadmap look like for a year um, for Skadge and, and and what you guys are doing with the with the windswipers? Yep. So we're going to deliver product in uh, four to six months. Um, you know, we have quite a few uh, other products we need to be working on now to to support wiper blades and and that. Uh, market but um yeah a, a lot of marketing getting our messaging focused um taking what we've learned from from kickstarter uh, which has been a lot um and testing out more of those uh different messages the whole lifetime subscription thing we are probably going to do a lot more around that maybe maybe even make that kind of a cornerstone of our, our business mm-hmm. uh so yeah there's a lot of uh, strategy for us right now um you know planning out this next year Gotcha. And how about, how about for you personally in like a five-year plan? Like where do you see yourself five years from now, not just this company, but like kind of everything you're working on, like kind of just where do you see yourself uh, as an entrepreneur in this space? Yeah. So my, my long-term goal is to, uh, we'll call it semi-retire early. (laughs) Um, You know, I I would like to have, you know, my income or net worth to be a, at a position where I don't feel like I have to work, but at the same time, I, I enjoy what I do. So I would like to have my company, all my companies kind of move with me. So um, maybe, maybe we become, you know, more environmentally focused, even if that means spending more money, less, you know, income for me, I would be happy to do something like that, yeah. you know, pay employees even more if we can, things like that. 
Um, so giving back, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my Next goal. Five years. Take, take care of my, take care of my family and then, uh, nice. spend more time with them. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, let's move over to a quick lightning round that I've been doing since the pandemic hit. It has nothing to do with Kickstarter, your product, winch wipers, none of that stuff. So if you're ready for it, I'll shoot you these uh, lightning round questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What are you watching on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever it is, one of those streaming services? What do you, what's the last thing you've watched? So I really don't like TV. Um, but, uh, it's one of the things that me and my wife do together uh, in the evenings when we have an hour without the kids. So uh, she's, she is into uh, 90 day fiance. Uh, and That's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so it, I don't know, some of the, it's the reality TV, yeah. thing, if you know what it is. So yeah. Uh, some of that stuff is pretty crazy. These people get themselves into. Sure. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, all right. Uh, how about, is there been a movie you've watched recently? Mm. Penguins of Madagascar. Classic. It's for classic. the kids. Yes, classic. <laughs> not, a lot of, there. not a lot of new not a lot of new releases right now. So Yeah. Know, well listen, I haven't I haven't watched a movie with real actors in seven or eight years. So everything is every movie we watch has a cartoon character of something going across it. So that's that's my life. I don't know. Mostly P- Pixar Disney. That's that's our yep. world over here. Um all right. How about book? Have you read a book at all recently? Um, no, I actually don't really read books. Um, I think that's kind of a weakness that I need to change. Yeah, I, I, I can't um, do it either. I try so more, hard. More of a video. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm a religious person, so I'll, I'll say the Bible. I try to read that regularly, but uh, that's a massive book. You don't really, <laughs> yeah. you don't really read it's, that. It's not a weekend. Yeah. Just a nice weekend read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's more of a long term thing. Yeah. Yeah, long term, you got to apply a lot of it. You know, you got to decipher it. You know, all that sort of stuff. I know, I know, with yeah. my twenty hours a week, because um, I, I don't know if you know, I think I told you, I mix live sound for mega churches like here in Michigan, right? So I, sp- I spend about twenty hours a weekend, Saturdays and Sundays, making sure it sounds good on our campuses. Yep. So, yeah, it's a oh, that's a full time thing there. So, um, <laughs> all right. Now, obviously, I know you're uh, you listen to my all my podcast episodes, but is there any other podcast you might listen to? Yeah, there's a few. Um, so uh, I'm part of the e-commerce fuel group, um, and they Andrew Udarian uh, is the owner of that. So he has a podcast. Just recorded something with him this week. Um, also for just kind of like state of the union, I listen as in in respects to retail and e-commerce. I like to listen to um, the Jason and Scott show. Hmm. Uh, I think they're they they're really entertaining and have a, a good outlook on kind of what's happening in commerce and right. in e-commerce in this country. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. I think my last one is going to be around, is there like a blog or resource you go to for not only your product, but just e-commerce in general, maybe outside of the podcast, but is there like a, a, you know, a channel you kind of go to pretty consistently to just stay up to speed on all this stuff? Um, not, Again, I don't do a whole lot of reading, and I guess partly because I'm in this e-commerce field community. Um, I'm actually one of the community guides over there, mm. so I'm pretty into that. And everybody over there is really good about um, you know keeping posting things that they see. So I guess that's kind of my go-to resource, uh, just that forum. And mm. from there, there's you know stuff linked up all the time that I'll I'll go and read, but. Uh, 
yeah, that, that's kind of my hub that I use. Gotcha. Very, very cool. All right. So where should people go if they've enjoyed this interview and want to kind of get involved with what you're working on? Where should we send people? Yep. So our website is on Sketch. So Sketch is kind of hard to, to spell. It's uh, S-C-H-E-D-G-E. So onsketch.com. And uh, I don't do a whole lot with social media. So if uh, people want to reach out to me, it's uh, my first and last name, Casey Cutsell at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes so that people can uh, find you. But again, very cool product. I'm excited. I've been excited to work on it the whole time. Um, and we've got 17 days to go. So we're still going to try to kick some ass here and, and uh, keep it going. But uh, at the end of the day, really cool product. And, and it's a good idea. And it's something that, again, if we can get people to start thinking about maintenance. Um, I think it's, it's a no brainer thing to purchase. I, as yep. a backer myself, I know I was like, well, this is cool. I got two cars. I don't have to worry about this anymore. So I'm excited yeah. about it. But uh, all right, Casey, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and I'll let you get back to it. And uh, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate uh, all the help that you and the agency have done for us. Uh, we're trying. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hustling. So cool, man. Thanks. All right, man. Bye now. All right, everybody. How about that conversation? Totally, totally, totally cool. Now, granted, I do apologize that the audio was a little weird. Like it flipped. I don't know. He was sitting in his car, um, but it does flip in it. And I don't know why. Um, but you know, it's what it is, right? Tech, 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 tech is just being tech right now. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed the interview and make, again, like I said, go over to schedule right now over on Kickstarter, make sure you become a backer, become a gawker backer, put a dollar in, just back the campaign and just hang out, um, and watch what we're doing. So yeah, go do that. All right. For everybody else, I hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you guys are doing well. Get your feet under you. I hope to be coming back to you guys, uh, you know, next week with uh, a couple new episodes and, uh, hopefully I'll have some more upbeat information around like, Hey, this schooling thing is working really, really well. We're enjoying it. We'll see. Right. All right. For everybody else, enjoy some music here and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. There's something that